Hey guys, this is Peter, Sam, Claire, and this is Ada. In your research, as well as ours, you will perpetually discover a variety of credible sources. The difficulty lies in determining which sources are more beneficial than others and how to go about incorporating the two most prevalent, primary and secondary sources. Let's begin by examining what constitutes a primary source. This is a first-hand account that usually yields specific details unknown to outsiders. However, strong emotions tied to the experience may result in subtle changes or biases that obscure the objective truth. In our research, examining the historical significance of MLK's I Have Been to the Mountaintop speech we came across a 2006 interview on NPR.org, the National Public Radio, with a black sanitation worker who was one of the many on strike that King directly addressed that day. I mean, it was wall to wall with people, and it was storming and raining. He preached, and he said that, uh, I've been to the mountaintop. Oh, yeah. Because I've been to the mountaintop. I looked over, and I've seen the promised land. And I've looked over, and I've seen the promised land. What an impact. Our implementation of this primary source helps to convey the emotional significance King imparted upon his intended audience. Discrete vocal inflections in recorded interviews reveal deeper levels of emotional connection that are typically lost in translation to print. While primary sources are confined to a situational bubble based solely on memories, secondary sources are beneficial in that they present a broader, more objective viewpoint that fuses primary accounts with additional research. We made use of a secondary source that examines significant events in Martin Luther King's life. Spartacus Educational, a publication from the United Kingdom, provides the much sought after objective context of King's I Have Been to the Mountaintop speech. According to Coretta Scott King, her husband returned to Memphis on the 3rd of April to prepare for a truly nonviolent march and to prove that the SCLC could still carry out a pacifist campaign in Washington. That night, King made a speech at the Mason Temple, the I Have Been to the Mountaintop speech. The emotional primary source aforementioned neglects to address the reasoning behind this last speech of MLK. Therefore, the depth added by this source is invaluable. Are you still confused? You're in luck. Let's review. ...between the two sources is not an availability. Both are readily abundant, but each contributes a different wavelength of the spectrum a different view in respect to the subject matter. With primary sources, emotions run high and specific details come to light through human eyes. Secondary sources, in their contextualization based on research, allow for a more complete picture. An effective paper will incorporate essentially equal numbers of each source. 
secondary validating the primary, and primary granting a human texture to the information of secondary. Remember the National Public Radio example we referenced? Both primary and secondary sources should be found through websites ending in .edu, .gov, or .org. Scholarly search engines such as Galileo will also be beneficial. Autobiographies and interviews are excellent examples of primary sources, while news articles and research studies are good examples of secondary sources. Thanks for listening to How to Utilize Primary and Secondary Sources. We hope we have helped you to better understand their benefits and differences.